All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Ramchuk. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. This is episode 283 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Uremchuk, Bag Milk, Wanye, Chalmers, Jay. Everyone is here to break down game one of the Oilers series against the Jets. Before we do that, got to give some love to our new friends, our new title sponsor, HGA. They do a lot. I was looking at their website and there are about nine things I could rattle off. Some of them include advisory, law, insurance, HR, marketing, accounting, HGA Group. You can find them online at hgagroup.ca. I've got some personal testimonial about HGA Group. First of all, they're diehard Oilers fans and have been nation citizens for a long time. But HGA has single-handedly gotten our lives as business owners in in order. So if you are a small business owner or a business owner of any degree, HGA has the suite of services that you need to make sure you're a lot of things. Organized. Legally compliant, tax compliant, not suable, all those fun things uh, that allow you to stay alive in business. And uh, HGA, I got to give you a warning. We're working on some shit on the back end of our business. So we're about to flood you with some stuff. <laughs> I, was, I was on the phone before the pod with our business dad, Chris Labossier, and uh, we got some shit cooking. Nice. Let's get the HGA guys working hard so we don't have to. Yeah. HGA is also working on the most important project in nation network history. And that is the revamp of dailyfaceoff.com. Oh, I thought you were going to say disc golf tournament. 
No, they'll, yeah, yeah, don't worry. They'll, they'll, they'll be, they'll, they want to get involved on in the events. Don't kid yourself. So they will be part of all of our events going forward too, but real solid local company, so much brand alignment. I know this just sounds like I'm just giving them the biggest plug of life, but it's true. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying it. I'm, it's, I'm speaking from the heart. HGA group. HGA group.ca. Uh, all right. Let's <laughs> dig into this hockey game last night. Chalmers were, how drunk were you? Scale of one to 10. Oh, like a five. I saw you on, <laughs> I saw you on the beat cast and you looked a little banged up, but Hey, no, I mean, I can tell, I can tell like, uh, no, he was not. I brought Chalmers on really? onto the beat cast. I can tell that he had a cocktail, but I wouldn't say banged up. No, he yeah, looked no, like I an upset Oilers fan. Yeah. I think I had uh, I think I had a cocktail with every period, and then I think I had that was my fourth one. I wasn't that banged up at all. You know what I was? I was like, uh, there was so much excitement going into the game, and I went and did the pregame with Jr. and uh, Josh Park, and you know, a full day of like excitement and anticipation, and you know, and then living through it and watching it and just being involved 110 percent for the whole game. I just, I was a little spent by the end of it. I was a little tired mm. and I was, I was, you know, I was a little disappointed to be honest. So I was going to yeah, say, that's you, probably why. I was going to say talking yeah. to you Chalmers, the vibe I got was just, you weren't angry, but just disappointed. I'll so tell you one. Here's, and here's, and here's why I was disappointed because, you know, I, I said it on the pregame that the only thing it's like when you tell your children something 10 times, and then they do it again. And at this point, you're not mad anymore. You're just like disappointed. You know, we talked about how they just had to come out and just play hockey at a playoff intensity and that we had to, you know, yeah, basically just, you know, I'm having trouble putting this into words, but basically they didn't up their game and that's all we needed. So when I didn't see it, it was just, it was just like, I was just like down, you know, disappointed when you, when you're not mad, I'm not mad at them because what I saw was a team that was overthinking everything. And the one point I made can encapsulate the whole game. And that is simply when they would have the puck in their own end um, and their defense would have it at about the ringette line. And you'd see our guy skate towards them kind of half-assed, like waiting for him to make a move. Right. We weren't pressuring that. We weren't dictating the play. We were reacting to what they were going to do. And in playoffs, you can't do that. You have to you have to force your will upon people. And we were getting our will forced upon us. And it was... Uh, second period, we were forcing our will, but it was outside of that, I would say you're right. I'll disagree a little bit and say that the Oilers had the puck on their stick more than the Jets had the puck. Like Edmonton possessed the play and had the puck in the offensive zone more than the Jets did. So in that sense, they were dictating play. But where I'll agree with you is that the Jets clearly had a goal of keeping the Oilers to the outside in the offensive zone. And they accomplished that goal. The Oilers couldn't find a way to actually penetrate and get a lot of like high end chances. Um, well, so I'll, I'll agree with you and disagree with you a little bit. The, the I'll thing also, remember, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to add also that like when the Oilers did get some quality chances, which I thought there were some, especially in the second period, Connor Hellebuck was there to shut the door. And I tweeted it last night and I'll say it again. Now that when the opposing goalie finishes with a nine seventy save percentage, you probably lost. 
and yep. it doesn't matter where the shots come from. I know there's a bunch from outside. Well, it does. Problem, I, it does. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't because you need to get shots on net and you need to create your own luck because the Jets were doing what I wanted the Oilers to do and just throwing more pucks on net. And that's how they got both of their yeah. goals. And that's what we weren't doing. And I think that's the thing that was kind of upsetting me, especially, especially when we had the ice tilted in the second period is we weren't trying to get pucks on net. We were trying to make too many plays. Crash the crease. Exactly. Look how the game winning goal went in. Like that's like, that's that, that's playoff hockey right there. Earlier in the pregame show too, I said like this playoffs goals are being scored from the outside. And in hockey these days, like you have to use those points. And McDavid was doing it a lot. A lot of the guys were, but when we get the puck back to that point and they go D to D and then we look for that shot, those shots weren't getting through. No, they just they weren't. They were flooding the front of the net. But it, to my to my further point about it is what playoff hockey is supposed to look like is if you guys can remember maybe like early 2000s or mid 2000s World Juniors when you would see Canada come out and if another team had the put the other team had the puck they were getting hit. It wasn't a question, right? Well, last night every single time I saw where a guy was going into you know there's weak and there's hard contested plays. A weak one is you know waving the stick a hard one is putting a body on him and i would say that every single time i would go hit him hit him you know and try to create a play it was happening 10 percent, i would say of the time i didn't yeah. you know and the one time where i was just getting frustrated because it hadn't been happening and then josh archibald comes in the corner hammers Demello. what happened he ends up getting the puck at the blue line and comes in on a score and i just kept looking at my boys and i'm like when you create turnovers like that, it creates chances. And we just didn't we, – we were overthinking how to create turnovers. I thought the Oilers were pretty physical. I, I didn't really have much of a problem with their physical game. I thought they did okay. Like, I don't remember the Jets being, like, crazy physical on them. There was it was kind of a black game. Well, 900 to Q. Um, the, the hits <laughs> – Makes no sense. Well, I think again, like it's hits are such a weird thing too, because like that play where Josh Archibald blows up DeMello in the corner, like two seconds after that, what led to him getting the puck. And I guess this does go to your point, Charles is there was Kara and chase on also both hit jets, like right on the boards right after, like there were three hits in the matter of a minute where you might not quite realize there were three hits in the matter in, in the matter of a minute. So oh, I saw Right. Uh, according to the two, NHL hits. site, the hits were 68 to 50 for the Jets. And so hits do two things. Not only do they, can they create a turnover at that moment, but it puts that bug in the guy's head thinking, if I get the puck, you know, I saw Chase on four checking in on a dump in and the defenseman got it behind the net and like skated to the corner and made a pass and where Chase on should have finished his check, even though the puck had been passed the split second before that. He turned away. That guy is going to go back in that corner again and go, I don't need to worry about this. But you hit that guy, and it puts a bug in their head. The minute that bug's in their head thinking they're going to get a hit, they're going to get hit every time they touch a puck, it's when they start making split-second bad decisions, creating more turnovers. I just think we need to do more of that. And, just and, to that, and I'm watching – Yeah. I just think that Charles Chalmers is right in the sense that if you're going to play the dump and chase game, which the others were doing a lot last night, you got to fucking hit the guys when you're getting in there on the four check or else there's no point point of dumping it. There's no point point of doing it. it If you're not going to, if you're not going to follow through on the checks. Yep. Don't, don't get me wrong. There was a lot of positives out of last night's game. I thought Mike Smith played great. I thought he looked really, really sharp 
you know, which is what you want your tenor to look. Especially like, early. Not, I feel like they, they tried to get yeah. to him early and he was not having it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a couple of really nice rushes by McDavid where it was, you know, and some unbelievable passing by Dreisaitl. Like, the big guys were doing what they had to do, you know, and, 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 and I mean, we can discuss the guys that didn't do anything. Um, I know Chase, or Cassian was a big, you know, topic of conversation on the B-Cast last night. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'm just really frustrated with Cassian's game this year in the sense that if he's not banging and crashing a little bit, what does he do? It's like he went into the game with the mindset that I'm going to be a, I'm going to, I'm going to score some goals. And, and it didn't look like he went in there with the mindset of the old casting, which is I'm going to bang as many bodies as I possibly can. Yeah, I think it was his first game back from injury. So I'm again, I'm not a guy who likes cutting Cassian slack. I was pissed at him in the qualifying round against <laughs> Chicago, but I think it was his first game back from injury. So I, I give him a little bit of a break, but not, he's got to figure game. it out. One, he, one yeah, he gets one, he gets one game and I'm hard on him. If he doesn't bring it on Friday. The other thing I want to say, like there are a lot of Oilers fans kind of freaking out right now. And there are Man, a lot just who... read the comment section on the wrap up. I just like, it was amazing to me just kind of looking through them this morning, how I, I just watched a completely different hockey game than yeah. a lot of people. It seems like. I don't think that, like, I think that there was a lot of frustration. I don't like, I didn't like the Oilers start. I thought they were a little bit sloppy, but to put it in context, everybody's like, well, it took them eight minutes to get a shot. Okay, fine. But if you look at the big picture, Winnipeg at fucking three. So like, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. The start wasn't great. The second period was, and in the third, they just didn't match Winnipeg's intensity. They got that greasy goal. Jay talked about it. Shooting puck on net deflection, greasy depth goal. And the Oilers couldn't match. But and, I don't think they were so terrible no. that this series is just a write-off, like some fans that I'm seeing on social and on, and on the and website. It's just the, wild. the Oilers lost the game in the second period by not getting another goal. Like yes. that was they they, they were yes. playing well enough, well yes. enough, and and applying the pressure to win that game in that second player period, and they only got the one goal, and then they gave up that one too, which was you know a two gaffes, defensive gaff, and also a rebound gaff of of of, of Smith. So. Uh, that also stung, but like it getting two goals in that second period was, was crucial. Mm-hmm. We didn't. And here we are. If you got and, a, if you got a lead going into the third period is a different game, different. It's just Connor Hellebuck. Again, I'm going to tip my cap to him that he did his job. He excelled. Oh, I, I, I don't I, think the Oilers made like, him work hard enough though. I don't think I they agree, did enough no. of that. And that's valid I too. I agree. When it comes to what you guys say, like freaking out, like I always kind of wonder what the line is, you know, like, I don't believe that the way that I'm reacting to the game is by any means freaking out. I still believe we have no. the series in five. I still, you know, I still have the faith. I see the good things. I see Yessi Bessa Puliarvi absolutely knocking awesome. my socks off and like completely overachieving in my books. That's uh, forward in I my expected. opinion. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, he was flying, you know, and and so so like in in the comment section, I guess my question for you, Bag Milk, would be, I guess what's that kind of line where you say. People are freaking out. Like you can tell. You can like, tell. The, it's the like people the I saw. May as well be over. It may as well be over after. Okay, I'm just curious. There were people texting in yeah, to, to the radio station today, going, "Oh, Connor McDavid. All he ever cared about was a hundred points, and he's ready to oh mail it in come playoff time." <laughs> oh my god! Shut Not your a leader. Mouth. I had one guy text in, goes, "Yeah, <laughs> best player in the world. Mouth. Are you watching the Avalanche series?" And it's like, okay, oh, okay, yeah, we are. You fuck. 
It's amazing that like two good players can exist at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, you know, I I don't know if this plays into it, but waiting until Wednesday when the playoffs started on Saturday, maybe that got the nerves. I mean, I saw somebody where, where I was taking it as like a lack of effort. I probably misspoke. I don't think they had a lack of effort. They did look like they were trying hard, but in the not finishing checks and not doing the thing that playoff requires. Yeah. I think maybe that can be equated with overthinking slash nervousness. Could that be a, a byproduct of having to wait till Wednesday? Well, that was the first period. That's what you saw yeah. in the first period. All was, Connor yeah. cares about is 100 points. He literally said, I do not give one <laughs> shit about 100 points yeah. the entire season <laughs> to the point they had to ask their teammates if they cared, and they are like, we care. He doesn't care. I love, yeah, all he cares about is 100 he, points. He's not listening to another word we say. Oh, it's just stewing on him that that comment. I knew that would get you riled up right when I heard it. <laughs> How can people fucking diss Connor McDavid, you stupid dunces? He's not a leader. He's not a leader. (laughs) I love how I I love everyone's got a firm definition of leader. Also, it's just like they've got this dead set thing in their mind of this is how it's. I do in the dictionary. It just it just shows Mark Messier's picture. That's all. Yeah, like I just put out the best season since Lemieux in '93. I guess you're in charge then. Like that doesn't seem that unreasonable. And to the Oilers fans who are staying like level-headed and supportive, I applaud you a little because we've been ripping on the irrational ones. But like, go back 2006 round one against Detroit. What happened in game one? Lost. Oilers round two oh six against San Jose. What happened in game one? Lost. 2017 round one against San Jose. What happened in game one? Uh, They lost. I was there. I watched it. And what (laughs) happened in all three of those series? They won. They won. Like you could, there's a reason they play best of seven, not best of three. It's a body of work. It's a body of work. And look around the NHL. Look around the NHL right now. What happened in game one of Boston, Washington? Boston lost. What did they do? They won two in a row. They're up two one now. Pittsburgh lost game one. Were people yelling trade Crosby? He's not a leader. No, they won game two. Series is even. Vegas lost game one. Just remember that guy. Your M check, so I can text him and tell him to fuck off. Well, just but just remember, like granted, the takes are horrific. There's a lot of trauma. In, oh, we've in been hurt. So, been like, hurt. it comes up and shows up in weird ways, and hey, hey. I don't agree with it. The takes are horrific, but like, yeah, we lose. We lose the first game. Is it hard by my, my, my to flash back to the play-in series? Like, is it that hard to do that as an Oilers fan? No, that's why I stayed quiet yeah. for like 30 yeah. minutes after the game. Because I was going through a fucking mental roller coaster of disappointment <laughs> and a rage and just going through the trauma. Then I kind of brought some attention and awareness to it. Then I was calm. Then I put out a tweet of positivity. That's that's being mindful. That's what oh, that is right and, now. And J, JR, when you, when you say that trauma, it makes me think about it's 6.45 and we've just cooked, uh, me and my wife decided to have a nice appetizer dinner, like let the wings, let the... Uh, the nachos take him down. So my kids got their jerseys on. My wife's got her jersey on. I got my jersey on. It's 6.45 and I'm standing at the fridge. And I remember looking at her and saying, it's weird because I like always before a playoff game, I have like, or a series like this, I have that feeling of like excitement. But I know in, in the back of my mind that like this night could end very negatively, yes. you know, by me being disappointed. And I'm like, I don't have that feeling tonight. And so oh. it was, that's why it was such a letdown. Cause I just was not, I was not expecting for bag milk to have to eat Mm-mm. beans. I was not expecting for us to even be down a bit. I mean, f- four to one, I thought it was going to be five, one the other way. I just couldn't have been any more wrong going into this game. And that 
is disappointing, but right? Again, I think that's a bit of a product of we had like a whole week of doing nothing but getting hyped up for this series and talking about the positives, drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And it yeah. was a bit of a letdown in game one, but I uh, I turned to Matt Iwanek during the game and it, like with about, it was about a minute into the third. And I said, this game is starting to reek like one they lose on a bad bounce in OT. And I didn't take to low T the bad, bad bounce happened. And the last thing I'll say about the game is they got like the tip. Sure. It's a nice deflection, but it also like hit a stick and then hit Tina Nato or whatever his name is, then hit the post, then hit the back bar. Like that's a, that's a bounce and you get bounces in playoffs. And that's a big part of playoff hockey. But if you throw pucks on net, if you throw pucks on net. yeah, sure. Like, that, that needs to be like, that's the playoff game. Yes. Finesse. Yes. Try to make plays, but we need, and, and granted we did get a lot of shots on Hellebuck, but like, where was the traffic? Uh, the only good tip we had was Pooley Irvy. Pooley Irvy had a good tip there. You know, in a, in a different game, that might go in. Like that's that's the difference of you know, luck, yeah. a lucky tip. But like, and that's so we I, need more of that. Yeah, to get when, those pucks through. When you talk about getting more shots on net, it's not clear shots at Hellebuck where you could just stare at it going into his glove. The Oilers need to fucking drive the crease. Yeah. They need to get greasy. Two guys hacking away. Oily, oily. They need yeah. to get real oily. And I there just don't. I, I didn't feel like the Oilers last night were attacking the crease enough and looking for the garbage goals that come yeah. so often in the playoffs get in fucking get in fucking hellebuck's head slash him in the leg do all those things like, like it's it's gamesmanship like, that's why i it. recommended a lot of farting whenever they were near him yes. whenever possible <laughs> so, so you're M. chuck you were at the game last night right yeah yeah well, aren't you so the greatest two, so Sorry, two things buddy. about that i have i have one comment and one question about the game outside of the hockey game that we watched yeah. number one i got chills absolute fucking chills when they went to our national anthem singer and the PA guy was playing the let's go Oilers like you know where remember how like the very first they used to have the guy used to not be able to really start the anthem because it was so goddamn loud so he'd Mm. just wait right and and the chant would go on for so long and it would be like incredible I love that they piped that in number two my question for you and I don't know if you noticed this but I need this answered there was 12 um, frontline workers at the game. My question is, was there a concession stand open for them? Could they get beers and pizza and mm. food? Or did they have to sit there with nothing? Did they bring their own stuff in? Good question. These are, I need to know yeah. this kind of stuff, man. So there's been a concession open for the media as well the whole season. So you can go to a little stand and there's like a fridge with some pops. No beer, like obviously no alcohol. Um, there's a... There's a fridge with pops. There's a little stand to make a coffee and a Keurig. There's some popcorn. There's water bottles. So you can grab that stuff, just grab and go. And I believe the frontline workers had access to that too um, because they were sitting right next to us in the loge level. That's just um, my nightmare trauma say, like, where's the booze? There is none. Where are yeah. the fans? There is you better, none. You, Who can you, I watch you, the you, game with? Rhea Remchuk <laughs> and Terry Jones only. No! Yeah, you best believe Terry Jones stuck in a Mickey. He, I, I haven't seen him in a game this year, actually. I don't think he's been going. If but, this ev- if anyways... This- the no I, fans in the stands. If this ever isn't a PSA opportunity to get vaccinated, I don't know what is. I am watching footage of Carolina's full fucking barn, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like, I, 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 I we, we need this. I miss this. This, our team needs this. Do you have fun. ever imagined two Canadian playoff runs in this country without fans? It's just oh. so wild. The Florida Panthers have been playing without fans for years. It's fine. I hope. 
Uh, so to answer your question, Chalmers, there is a kitchen and you there's a little menu button or a little menu QR code on your table yeah. and you scan it and it brings up a menu and you call the number and say like, hey, can I get a pepperoni pizza? And then a little guy brings it out to you to your table. Like a two inch tall person? How, how, how little? Yeah. Like how, yeah, little? how yeah. little are we talking? Yeah. Like a special type of life form? No, um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the have, to answer your to... question. You can get food and concession there. They bring. And they it only out a pay this man. person half half of their wage. Probably. Yeah. They pay him in magic wage. dust. <laughs> they pay him in gold coins. You Ramchuk, you've got to go. You have obtained the hardest to obtain Oilers tickets of all time, okay. and you're so nonplussed by it. it drives me nuts. I the toughest decision is deciding whether or not I want to go or if I want to stay home and drink. Oh, I'm literally like I'm Chuck? trying to take your Remchuk's face off with a knife, put it over my face, and go there and be like, "Hello, I'm Tyler your Remchuk. Please let me introduce Connor." And they'll be like, "Sir, you're bleeding." Serious, and I'll be like, "It's okay." On a serious note, you couldn't sneak in a Mickey or something. Uh well, I mean that's a pretty good way to like never get a press pass again. So I'm not sure if I would take that risk. Dude, what I would do is yeah, I would have a point. camel pack on, right? And just kind of walk around yeah. hunched over all night and then yeah. just run it up my sleeve. And as I'm constantly yep. scratching my nose like this, I'm just taking big rips of rum and coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge rips, bud. Yeah, you can bring yeah. them, bring the, bring the hard booze. Oh, the, trick to rip, not, bud. the trick to not getting caught when you bring in booze is use their mix. <laughs> but right? then like you only have to bring in a little <laughs> bit yeah, of rum. You don't bring your own mix. Never, yeah, never. No. I've been rolling in with Why two liters this whole time. Yeah. Why do you have four liters of Coke Zero? But what? then they'll either. But at that point, just you pretty much just have to drink it straight. I feel like if you're trying to sneak booze sure. into like an event, like you have lost the ability to mix because either someone's going to see you pouring both of them into a cup, or they're going to. Yeah, I think that's I'll, it. That right I'll there. Tell you right? What you I've got a ski jacket that has like a water bladder in it that you fill with water, and it's got a little tube yep. and like the lapel or whatever yeah. that you kind of just lean over. Yep. Take a little sip. And uh, there you go. So, and uh, we all know Roger's place is ice cold. So, put on a parka. I'll lend it to you. Fill it up with your favorite spirit, perhaps some neon deuce vodka, mm-hmm. and uh, have yourself the proper night. Do it for all of us. <laughs> yes. I knew a guy, your M Chuck, he rigged up like a hand soap dispenser with like a longer than normal rubber tube on the front of it. And he mm-hmm. filled it up with booze and he would put it in his pocket and run the hose like down his sleeve. And then he would push on the soap dispenser and dispense booze through that tube to people at events. Wow. That's the kind of technology you need if you want to pull this off. Yeah. Or you could fit at least two beers in a tin of Pringles. Maybe you just want to bring a snack, you know? I actually, I bring a Ziploc bag of candy to every game because I like eating candy so much. You love its sweet taste, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he, he just sits back. He sits back in his chair on media row, satisfied yeah. after slowly unwrapping a word. Having original. figured out the sports media industry in an hour. Hey, eating his delicious candy. Gonna, are you guys going to do, I'm a kind of a little bit of a superstitious person in certain ways. Are you guys going to change up your uh, your routine for yes. game day? Uh, yes, yeah, of, course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching, not going. I'm getting drunk. I'm staying I'm home watching, and getting drunk. I'm watching on a different <laughs> television. Yeah. I am I am going to – I was repping Nation gear yesterday. I am going Oilers jersey. Yep. Uh, Chalmers, you took off your cowboy hat, so you fucked up big time yesterday. Mm, big time, Ricky. Uh, I also want to I also want to shout out Chalmers. He came on the pregame, know pre-game show and was uh, – was a fucking legend. How do I know you're on the pregame pregame show? Is the, the host? host right no. You. How did you know I didn't have my cowboy hat on? 
Oh, my wife. My oh, wife. yeah. And I but and and check check the comments. Check oh, the my comments. Wife. Check the comments. Oh, I commented, wife. "Where is his cowboy hat?" <laughs> cowboy right. Chris. Cowboy Chris is a brand, and the and yeah. and, 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 and the citizens want more of him. We, uh, we that was a, yeah, that was we'll fun. come do it more. Let's have yep. fun. That's what mm-hmm. the players are all about. It's there's not enough content we can create, so let's get together and just have a blast. So Chalmers, we talked about you on the intermission show, Chalmers. I said I told the story when you came in for one of your first podcasts on this show. And I was like, oh, Chalmers, he's doing great. He's like real loose and talkative. And you left your Slurpee cup there when you left. And like two days later, I was like, oh, Chalmers, a Slurpee cup. Um, guess what? It wasn't Slurpee. It was that Mickey he talked about sneaking into a hockey game. He snuck it in the Slurpee cup. The very first time Straight I was nervous. Ride. And I knew, I knew exactly which Chalmers you, you wanted for this show. But I yeah. realized that was not sustainable at Tuesday at two o'clock. <laughs> so that was the, that was a one and done. So I couldn't do that anymore. Time to make eleven thirty Chalmers pop out at noon. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Playoff game, Dave yeah, Chalmers. But- we need more of that. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we started the show by giving some love to our new friends at HGA, but we have more new friends. Playoff oh, time so means a lot friends. of new friends for the real life podcast. Neofinancial.com, a better way to spend, save and get rewarded we're going to be doing a ton of stuff with them they are the sponsor of nation drafts as well there's a chance to win some prizes through neo financial as well they can help you out with your savings head to neofinancial.com like i said i'm looking at the picture right now like their app and all that looks super easy to use super simple layout this is the stuff i like because i am i would describe myself as financially illiterate um, I don't know what i'm doing when it comes to money so apps like this and companies like neo financial they are a big help check them out High interest, high interest savings account. So quick. I don't know uh, what that means. I need to take a HGA uh, business meeting break. Bag milk. Yes. Neo Financial, uh, as part of their partnership with us, they want to. We're going to do five separate contests with them on Oilers Nation and the other Nation team set accounts. They want to give away two hundred bucks like a week. What? Uh, to Nation people. So uh, check them out. They're an Alberta uh, started company um, by mm-hmm. the original founders of Skip the Dishes. This is their next iteration. And we're going to have them on the pod soon to talk about They're coming up with the idea for Skip Good Prairie Boys doing cool shit and helping put Alberta on the map. I don't save my money in a bank. I keep it all in this glass jar that well, sits in front of me. If you put that in a Neo Financial savings account, you can earn like 1.3% of that. So that I, jar could have... Next to your hard growing. candy. Yes, it is next to my next bag to your, of hard candy. Oh, next to your God. hard candy and your, and my rock, water your rock that says... Your rock that says, turn me over. And then the other side says, ah, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, That's all right. I want to do grandparents used to have. Really? But then, okay. But then eventually you got to flip it back. And then the joke's not as funny, but. All right. Your Chuck loves okay. all sorts. Way to overthink it. I hate all sorts. That's a lie. <laughs> um, the other night I stayed up till like 11 o'clock. Did you know that? I was really he impressed. He texted he text, uh, the Oilers Nation radio group text. I was shocked to get I was a like, text boys, I'm still up. <laughs> Stunning. Stunning. Uh, I, the toughest part about my, uh, my schedule, my sleep routine is right now, I try to go to bed at 9 o'clock, but it's too damn bright out and I can't fall asleep. 9 so o'clock? I, for real? Hey, get the eye mask. Get the eye mask. If we're done with, yeah, if we're done with hockey and we want to talk about something from last podcast, can sure. we talk about Drake for a second? Yeah. Love Drake. Finally, what the what the fuck what the fuck is he doing? What's wrong? Why doesn't he work? Or 
Did you see the picture last night? So last yeah, he was night at the, in the Lakers NBA, game. There was a play-in game between the Gold. Yeah, but afterwards, then he's like posting pictures on social with LeBron and all the Lakers, being boys, like, though, "My brothers, it? my brothers, they did it, my brother." Or is he just so he's just there for every like front-running team? He just, I just, we remember when he was with Duke, and then all of a sudden he's with Kentucky because they're so great, and like, well, there's a Drake curse, God, man. right? He's just, always jumping he, from team to team, and they always get smoked. Uh, yeah, Chalmers, if you could be friends with like, I don't know, let's say like you were super Drake with the Washington Capitals Aww. and like you had a chance to be like buddies with like Ovi and shit, would you, and the Oilers were out there out of the picture. Would you not like go to their game and like post pictures with them after and be like, my boys, what's up? Like Drake's no. just tight yeah. with everyone. How about Ovi yeah, fucking but- screaming at his teammates last night? That was, that was the best. so good. But what if, I work, what just- if I work for the what if I work for the Edmonton Oilers and I'm That's the difference. Exactly. For the Edmonton Oilers, and then all of a sudden, the Washington Capitals are front-running, and now I'm best friends with Ovi. And then the next year, uh, the Colorado Avalanche look like they're going to win it, so me and Nathan McKinnon are hanging out. Like, that's kind of getting old, that whole shtick, don't you think? No. His work with the Raptors is like a partnership. It's not like he's like an employee. Well, he is like yeah, technically an employee. But, but if he's a diehard fan, then you gotta you got to lean in. You just can't go around it's but not he, like he was wearing a lakers jersey all right let's put it this way hey i'll put about it. how uh, he's boys with lebron they talk about it all the yeah. time on social well of course for optics like he wants to like lebron is the biggest name in basketball so for optics it's good that he, he has buddies with him but like he's got to be he's got to be repping the rap if that's his thing like think about this i am part of oilers nation i'm also part of the nation network i was seen at a flames game in no flames regalia Cheering and I was fucking burned at the stake. Yes. Yep. You were the fan so. of the game. And but you for Drake, said on it's the okay. Scoreboard, I don't like the Oilers anymore. But for Drake, and it's then okay. you said your social insurance number. <laughs> but, but for Drake, it's okay. Yeah. It's not okay for Rap, either of yes. you. Well, exactly. And that's why I went, I went so agnostic to that game. Yeah. And I be, I made a bet and you I were standing up and wallet. clapping. That was the problem. I was, I was cheering. You were cheering. For my you were cheering. I wasn't for your even favorite. really cheering. I stood up because everyone else stood beside me. Nobody was. Everybody was looking at you standing, going, "Damn, this guy really loves the flames." Yep. I'm There's wearing an odd company hat. I'm wearing a black yep. t-shirt. Mm-hmm. There's Nate Kacha. Oh fuck! Everyone caught me. My phone fucking blew up, and it. And my my buddy from ATB, Johnny Winwick, was trying to come to my defense, and then he got fucking. Blown yes, up. he did. He got dragged into it. Uh, well, it was. You I, and but, Drake which, are both in big which trouble. I respect, but that's a reaction I, I I totally respect because I am a diehard Oilers fan. Yeah. So why is this okay for Drake to be this? visibly diehard raps guy to then just like throw it all away. He's not a fan it. though. He's a paid ambassador of the team. That's the difference. And that's not authentic. Would you see Steve Eiserman at a but Bruins if, game being like Cam Neely, my yeah, bro. Yeah, but if you see if you see how he acts like in that playoff run, it's 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 if the Raptors are his team. Like he's he's getting players. He's a Toronto man. Okay. So then that the, then then let's even lean in on that. He's a Toronto man. So why is he then all of a sudden an LA man, or why is he all maybe of a sudden trying to get? Maybe he's trying to get LeBron to Clout. come to the Raptors. Well, you he's know, he's got a new he's got a new album coming out. He's got to be in LA, baby. Yeah, I, I get I get it. Well, then 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 don't be like this super fan, and then just like quickly. How about think, we let people cheer a, however they want? I think no. that's a shame. To There's their a fan new album no. coming out. Yeah, Certified I, Lover Boy. 
CLB. I'm a fan. He's of been Drake's hyping music. it for like a year. Yeah, I, I I question his sports fandom. That's all. He's had a heart shaved into his hair now for most of the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, it's a little bit much. Uh, <laughs> it's I good though. Hilarious. Certified, certified lover man. He is he, that in my lover boy. Head. He is hyping the album oh. Chalmers for the cost of 45 seconds of his barber's time. Yep, smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. All right, I want to uh, I want to wrap up our sort of Oilers discussion because we're going to get to Scott Hastings. Oh, that Montreal. wasn't the Oilers discussion. That uh, I know that it. wasn't, but I want to circle back and wrap up at the same time the Oilers discussion oh, by uh, going around the horn and just asking everyone, do you want to see any lineup changes? And if not, what sort of like tactical changes? What do the Oilers have to do differently in game two to get the win? Well, it looks like the lines are going to change, aren't they? Well, Rashog tweeted out some like fairly vague stuff about like line rushes that they were doing that weren't really line rushes. It was weird. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't think anything will change tomorrow, but we'll see. Because Rashog had in these rushes that Tyler said were non-traditional line rushes, according to Rashog, McDavid, Drysaddle, Cahoon together, Yamo, Nuge, Pugliarvi. I wouldn't mind that either. I, I don't want them to change the lines. Here's the thing. The fans can be um, like, you know, a little bit crazy and we, we're allowed to like overreact a little bit, but Tippett's not. And I think that completely changing the lines after game one would be somewhat of an overreaction. That's kind of like showing no faith. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the lines. Like what, what I saw him trying to do a lot, which he's been doing a lot for the past three, four weeks is trying to get McDavid out on, you know, other lines or, or put dry sidle up with McDavid just to get them more ice. Right. Yeah. And so just keep doing that. Just keep doing yeah. what, what yeah. they were doing. And, for and, the last and maybe that's what they're practicing. Season. Maybe that's what they're practicing. Right. Is, is, is that ex- exact thing that you just described? I think you got to keep it. The, you got to keep it the same. Zach Cassian is on an extremely short leash. Um, I'm trying to think like, uh, who, who do we want in the lineup right now? Ennis. Ennis, where would he go? Instead of Cahoon, that's really the only change you can make. And then Shore instead Over of Cassian. Cassian or Neil. I'm not gonna. I, did, lie. I, I didn't. I didn't mind. I didn't mind Neil last night. I didn't mind Neil. I didn't mind him. There was a lot of Oilers I didn't mind. I thought Nuge had a pretty good game. I thought he was generating a bit. He was making some smart plays. He came back defensively nicely a couple of times. I wrote yeah. down. The cloud was flying. Some people the don't got with... robbed right on the doorstep too. Yeah. Like, I cannot wait till that fucking kid scores his first goal that one him and there Neal wasn't a lot even though they lost like there wasn't a lot to be upset about and yeah. my like last sort of take on the game is it was 1-1 going into the third and the Jets got their bounce they put a puck on yeah. net credit to him but they got their bounce yep I'm really I, I wish I could go into a simulator and see what the conversation would be like if Slater Cuckoo threw a puck on net and Zach Cassian deflected at home and the Oilers won the game two to one or four one with empty netters but if that would have been flipped if the Oilers would have gotten the bounce in the third Instead of the haters saying, oh, Dave Tippett got out coached. They don't know what they're doing. They played like shit. It's Chicago Series 2.0. The conversation <laughs> would have been because of one bounce in a hockey game. One bounce. It would have been like, Oilers know how to play tough playoff hockey. Yep. Jets are no match. Edmonton is deep. Depth scoring came through. That's how you win in the postseason, baby. Tight game and you got your bounce. Like yep. That one bounce really changed the entire narrative. Yep. Which I mean, it changed the whole result of the game, but still. Yep. Yep. I, I did into Chalmers earlier points, Cowboy Chris, my boy, more physicality up yeah. it. We need to see more. The, Winnipeg needs to feel us. 
You want me I, to fix this series quick? I got a question Chuck? for you. You're... Yeah, yeah, Wanye. What, yeah. How yeah. do you fix it? Where the fuck is your, Tippett's mustache? I was yeah. distinctly under the impression Dude, that we hired it, this guy. He was going to come with a mustache, and there is no mustache. I wrote I got, about I, the tip stash on Oilers Nation a couple of days ago. Yeah. And if Where you look through the photos, it is a glorious, powerful duster. And the yeah. fact that he will not bring that back is disrespectful to Making me. Making the playoffs every year when he had a stash. Where's mm-hmm. the stash? So I, watched the stash. The press com- I watched the press conferences after the game yesterday. And so I've got now a second comment on top of the first one that I had. Tippett looks like his facial hair has gone completely gray, too. So, like, maybe he just doesn't like the salt and uh, pepper or something. I don't just know. For men. Die the damn That's thing. what Just for Men's from. Just brush yeah. it in. Yeah, well, he could brush do it. it in. Yeah, I know. Uh, number two, your M. Chuck, uh, mm. somebody who knows more than I do, obviously, about this kind of stuff. Mm-mm. Do the Winnipeg Jets dislike Paul Maurice? Because there was a question to Blake Wheeler yesterday and Blake Wheeler made a comment that really showed disrespect to his coach. It was basically like, well, you got to ask him that. I mean, I don't know what he thinks Something like that. Didn't they have a problem in the well, season with Shifley they, and him? Yeah. Earlier. Yeah. There was a yeah, Shifley benching that happened too. a month ago. Dave Tippett's been there for a while. Or sorry. Paul Maurice has been there for a while. So it wouldn't stun me if there has been a little bit of a disconnect and the end of the season wasn't good for the jets either. So there might be some like ongoing friction there, but I don't think they like dislike him. I think he still does a good job there. There's a reason they've kept him around for as long as they have. I don't know. I don't think he dislikes. I feel like, I feel like he's lost his captain. (laughs) That's just the sense I got from his body language, the kind of way he rolled his eyes. Oh, and did you guys, did you guys listen to the press conference for Dave Tippett last night? Yes. That's playoff hockey. Did you hear our boy J our boy JG kind of get a little caught off guard on his question? <laughs> no. Go on, go on. Oh no, I know JG's a fucking pro in every sense of the word. But I and, and you could tell he got because uh, they they announced his name as his question and like I know he knew what he was going to say but I think he was like just rustling. And so he like kind of gave this long-winded like introduction. And then came out with a question and Dave Tippett just gave him silence. It was like, I don't know, man. Like what? Like almost like, what the fuck are you asking? But then he got his second question in and it was much better. And Tippett gave him a great, a great answer. So I just, I, I, the guy, you know, like he's been doing it for so long. And I wonder if after that, he just sat back and went, Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened to me. Like, you know, you're a pro. Right. It's tough oh. on the Zoom calls too, it's right? Tough like on when the you're Zoom calls, yeah. when you're face to face and you're in a scrum, it's pretty easy to like get your point across with some more context and like body language kind of guys looking at you. It's tougher on Zoom. Uh, we talked about changing up your routine for the playoffs. Why not get yourself some lucky underwear from our friends at Twig and Berries? Oh, oh go yes, Nation Fifteen. They're also doing a sale right now. I think it's still on. If you head to twigandberries.ca. Buy two, buy two pairs, get one free with the promo code TB freebie. So uh, quit using those old ripped up underwear of yours. Get some new ones. Their own brand of nutsack is very comfortable and it can become your lucky playoff underwear. How about that? Twiggenberries.ca. Your M check. Would okay. you open up and sell your own Twiggenberries underwear you've worn for the playoffs? Game worn, Tyler, your M check. No, I would. Hmm. No. What All if right. Japanese businessmen paid top dollar for them? Then yes. If there was like actual money to be made, I would sell close to anything. Really? So you're a hooker. We're just negotating the price. Yeah, I'm in. We got to. All about the price. 
yeah. there's always a, right. there's always this is a why, number. This is why you need to OnlyFans account, your own truck. Yeah. There's always a number. No. no. All right. Yeah. Let's uh let's get into our weekly sports betting segment with our friend Scott Hastings from Oddshark, oddshark.com. Everything you need to make the sharper play. Head there now. Scotty Hastings joining us on the podcast now. Scott, how are you doing, my man? I'm good, fellas. What's going on this week? What do you think? Oh, going on? I don't know. Game one. Hey, yeah, yeah, but that's that's exactly what we called for last week. We wanted the Oilers to lose yes. game one. Now you can get them at plus money to win the series. Exactly yeah. what we wanted. Now we're talking. This was all part of the plan. So if you go right now to whatever your sports book is, uh, the Oilers are about plus 105 to win the series now. They were plus 180 when I looked last to open the series, and now they're plus 105. That one-game swing really does change things, not just in this series, but in all of them, right? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things when it comes to playoffs, and this goes across any of the sports, is that if there's a bet that you like, but they're chalky. Again, I said last week I didn't like them at minus 200. I preferred them to lose game one and get them at a plus money option or even a, a lower minus option, you know, minus 110, minus 120, uh, that type of situation. And it, it's, it's almost like betting without placing a bet because if they end up winning that first game, you just probably avoid that entire series and it is what it is. But hopefully they lose and then you can get that plus money option. It's one of my favorite things to play. I am hammering it right now. I totally forgot about that, Scott. I am so happy we are connecting right now. Betting yeah. the Oilers plus one hundred and five. Let's fucking go. Because- well, and if if you think about the win probability, you know, at minus two hundred, the books had them. That's a win probability of somewhere in the seventy-five. No, I guess it'd be sixty-five percent range, sixty percent range. Yeah. Um, and then so you're telling me that after one game, they're now like below 50% win uh, implied win probability. I don't buy it. So that's when you, you buy low or buy. Yeah. Buy low. Yeah. I dig it. Scott bet has been placed. Let's go. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Let's talk about the other Canadian series. That's going to get going tonight. It is Leafs and Habs Leafs, obviously big favorites to win game one, win the series as well. I want to talk to you about some props though. You're a Maple Leafs guy. If I'm looking at this game, I want to have some fun. Any props for Leafs and Habs that you've maybe had an eye on any trends throughout the year? Like how can I have some fun? Just third party watching Leafs and Habs. Do we end up hearing who's, who's 10 in the net there for, uh, is it Carey Price? Is he getting to go? Let's if head over to our friends at dailyfaceoff.com. Click the starting goaltenders tab where our boy Brock is always updating it. It is Jack Campbell versus unconfirmed for the Habs. So we don't know yet. Smart, smart. Uh, yeah, if they go Carey Price, Austin Matthews scores is, he lights up Carey Price. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that competitive nature that he just wants to show him up, but that's a strong play. I've also really liked uh, the overshot total for John Duveras is usually set at uh, two and a half. You know, a shot per period is very, very doable for John Duveras. Usually get it, you know, at a minus 130 range. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a very fair price prop that I, I like to play quite often. Um, I, I also like the under in this game. I know that's not really a prop, but it's just a, it's a mark I like. So I, I like the under for tonight's game specifically. But uh, yeah, if Carey Price is in, Austin Matthews to score is one of my favorites. I, uh, I've been having some fun doing weird parlays recently. Again, not, not a ton of money, but one of the ones I hit on yesterday actually was I adjusted a bunch of over-unders for, uh, for the hockey games. And I ended up taking like Flames and Canucks. I took like over three and a half. 
And I, I took it basically as low as you could get it. And all four games to go over like three and a half or three and a half goals. But the one game, Carolina and Nashville was two and a half. And that yeah. one hit as well. Um, just a weird parlay I wanted to talk about. Uh, elsewhere, just going around the NHL. What else has kind of caught your attention from like a betting perspective? Well, just to jump on that, are you still doing the fourth line uh, greasy goal parlay there? <laughs> no, I should though. I should get back onto one of those here tonight because playoff games like little tighter, maybe a, maybe a bit of a better edge there. Maybe I'll dig one yeah. of those up for tonight. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anything you can bet on Brad Marchand right now, he is absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I watched game was it game three last night, and yeah. I watched their game uh, game two, I guess it was, and he is just being an absolute pest out there, as we always knew. But he's he's all around the net, he's sniffing around. Uh, anything you can play on him, I think, is a smart play because he's he's geared up right now, and he is. In my opinion, he's been the best player for Boston so far in that series. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, you know, Colorado, uh, I hit their puck line last night. They're just going to trounce St. Louis. Uh, there's nothing – I don't think anything has been overly surprising thus far uh, in the playoffs. I don't know. Has anything really stood out to you guys? Uh, Colorado really. stopping St. Louis hasn't been surprising, but it's been fun to bet on because the Avs are just straight-up dominating them. Uh, betting, there's a lot of overtimes. So like if you could have yeah. gotten on like betting draws early, like that would have been, that would have been a play. Very lucrative. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a tough one to play. It's just such a, I don't know. I, I, I much rather something where you can have a little statistical balance to betting on a game to go to overtime. It's just, it's so tricky. It wouldn't be a terrible play with Toronto, Montreal. I think, uh, I think three or four of their nine games this season had gone to overtime. So it may not be a terrible play, but it's just, it's not a Avenue. I, I tend to go down very often. I'm putting together my will not score parlay. I got Matthew Joseph for the lightning Leo Komarov minus five fifty six on the Islanders. No way he's scoring and Alex Kerfoot for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and now I'm just trying to find one from the Vegas game, but Scott, any plays tonight on this slate you like? Uh, as I mentioned, I do like the under uh, in the uh, Toronto-Montreal game. There wasn't anything that really, really stood out to me. Maybe uh, my second one was Vegas, but I'm, I'm not – in my numbers, when I ran my numbers, it wasn't a strong, strong line. It was just sort of in around the 55% hit mark. So it's it's not a bad play when they're at uh, almost a pick them there with Minnesota. So pretty much just the under in the Toronto-Montreal game. Uh, but for baseball, I do like our Blue Jays tonight. Uh, they're in around minus 130 against Boston. Uh, Steven Matt's getting the ball. I know he's been roughed up his last few outings, but I think he bounces back. And uh, I also like the over in game two of the Minnesota Twins, Los Angeles Angels game. Yes, over six because it's a seven-inning doubleheader. Right. I'm in with you on that, too. I don't Let's mind that at all. We can do- we can get that in the first inning, right? Six oh, rounds, yeah. no problem. 100%. Uh, Scott, enjoy uh, your big game tonight with the Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Thanks for giving us some time. Go Oilers. Let's get back in the yes. series. Let's go. Uh, there you go. There, there's the positivity we love from uh, from Scotty Hastings. <laughs> Uh, Scott Hastings from Oddshark. Everything you need to make the sharp play, oddshark.com. Before we wrap up the pod, that's me firing up the lawnmower. lawnmower. Oh, for our friends at manscaped.com. I know Manscaped. it is a crowd favorite. Don't cancel. Don't cancel on us, Bankscape. Please, we love you. 
The promo code is real life. It gets you 20% off and free shipping, whether you want the performance package or the aforementioned lawnmower 4.0. So many new features and a beautiful, sexy, sleek design that will leave you looking beautiful, sleek, and sexy as well. Manscaped.com. Promo code real life. Very aerodynamic even. Yep. You'll run faster. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent swim faster too. How much hockey you guys been watching? Have you been like dialing? Like I've been dialing, dialing it in and watching like four hours yeah. of hockey a night. I, I'm watching it every night. I don't know if yeah. I'm doing four hours, but I'm watching every night. I'm catching clips. Like yeah, Colorado it's is on, just it's, yeah, it's on on every TV in the house. Or then I'm sitting down to watch it yeah. or doing something around it's, it. It's what's on. It's just the fan. The fan thing is yeah. really weighing on me. It really is. Uh, and I, I see it, and I'm just like it, get it, booked it, in, it, people. Yeah, just do, just do it, please. Give us a chance to, to to try to get into the building. The Oilers need us. Plus, we need it to um, get it to be able to watch hockey again. Would be so so fantastic. You would be able to go on a patio with your friends. So get vaccinated. Cases are coming down. So you know we you know a lot of people are doing the right thing, but we need to do more. We need to move faster. Because yeah, I watched it. Yeah, do you, uh, do you guys think we get fans at some point here for the Edmonton Oilers? I heard uh, one little if birdie we, told me get... OEG is pushing for next week. Like they think like game five, game seven for this series, they could have fans. Let's go. I will, I will, I will, I will do whatever it takes. Um, I will wear 38 masks, full body suit. I just, I just feel like no beers. Bring... If they said we're not serving drinks or food, it will, you're right, Chuck. I'll fucking sneak booze in. This is not my first rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're not media. Jeez, we're not, yeah, come on. Uh, so don't worry. I'll be I'll be exactly where they need me to be. Um, but yeah, everyone do the right thing because I'm uh, like I said, I'm watching Carolina now. That might be an extreme because that is a sold out barn. But like, you just see the energy. You're watching the hockey yeah. and you're hearing the fans, and then you watch the Canadian teams play, and you're like, oh man, like. There's a huge element, especially for the game of hockey, for any American fans right now that are tuning in to watch Connor McDavid in the playoffs. And that's the atmosphere around it. Like the product isn't as good as it is in the, 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 the games you're watching that have fans in the stands. See that cadre hit. Yeah. That dude is just, why does he, why does he he, like they only in playoffs? He does that shit. eh? I know. Like he just can't he just, help himself. Well, then, like, like, I, like, what is he like? That almost seemed like that was targeted because I think he probably could have got the guy's shoulder easily. Falk was like easily. That was easily an avoidable situation. Falk was in a mid shot kind of thing, and Kadri just came flying through and hit him right on the head. And like, they're up like three nothing. There no was sense. no other point of contact either. It was just right to Falk's fucking head. Like, he could have hit his body and and, and yep. still gave him a good run and maybe rung his bell with just a solid uh, body shot hit there. But yeah, that was weird. You know, I'm, this is one that I, I'm I'm a little torn on talking about because I I I don't like. You saw Kadri come through there. It didn't look like he left his feet. It looked like a clean hit. That dude. He's got to know somebody's coming through the middle if he's like that about to take a shot. And then you see him afterwards and he's basically saying to the guy like, I didn't, I didn't do it. Like I didn't mean to do it or something. He's just saying like basically pleading his case is like, and then he's looking at the guy like down on the ice, like with concerned eyes. Right. I was, I don't know if that's a byproduct of the fact that he knew that that was probably going to lead to his fucking seventh suspension. That's but, exactly what um, he thought. But I mean, like it was a big 
big, clean, open eye opinion with devastating consequences. So it was a clean well, I, if you're uh, talking about 1990. Yeah, that's that. He that, got him like, right in the head, Charles. That, that was directly a headshot. That wasn't like prime. Like if if he would have hit him in the shoulder first, and then it came up and it, like yeah, then that's a different story. That was strictly that was strictly clipping of the head. Like trust me, Chalmers, I'm all about big hits. Uh, like I like. People are shitting on Tom Wilson for literally putting Curtis Lazard in an ejector seat and having him shoot out into the stands. I fucking love that. Uh, I loved, but I loved I Archibald guess, trucking yeah. DeMello, but uh, I think Kadri, that was like a direct head contact. Like that, that's the type of stuff we got to get out. Okay. And so that, so you mean, so you mean that you, you think that in that split second, he lifted so that he would make contact with his face and his shoulder I think back. he had an opportunity to hit the player. Opinion? I think he had an opportunity to hit the player in the body, like in the shoulder. And like yeah, the, 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 the angle he took, cause, cause he like came at him. Like the only thing, like, like he, it looks like he just went for the head. Right. Yeah. I'm watching it back now. Okay. Like he's, I, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm. When like a, a millisecond. After he makes contact, both his feet are in the air. Like, yeah, but that happens. Like the feet in the air thing. Like when you go and hit a guy, sometimes you come out of your feet once you've made contact. So like that one, I always struggle with. So like, I wouldn't say he leapt to make that hit. No, but it shows you that he was go. He was popping upwards, right? He wasn't necessarily like driving through. Like, yeah. There's if you so pause after- it on the one still image, like. Falk's head is spun around like he's a fucking owl and Kadri's feet are in the air. So like it's a bad look. Yeah. Well, you could freeze frame any fucking yeah, hit and you can make it look illegal. So I don't I don't I don't buy into the slow-mo bullshit. What I'm I'm looking it at was the, a bad the replay hit. right now too, and Falk is mid-shot, right? And it's like Jay said earlier, Kadri could have easily hit the body, but yep. he did not. It just yep. avoids the body almost and it goes right to the head. Yep. Yeah. After and that's being the issue. after being somewhat after being kind of accused of like looking at Tom Wilson and immediately thinking about past discretions. Um, I could be guilty of that with Kadri too. Cause when I first saw this hit, I was like, not nah, the shithead doing shithead things. Right. Yeah. It was this time I had to really I, like kind of look over- at it again and go, it's on loop right now on my, on my laptop and it's just completely avoidable. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. Now like I'll have you, to look at it again. Yeah. Like you just right. could have hit him in the body and then it's end of story. Game two tomorrow night, Oilers and Jets. We all I'm fucking to amped. Win? I'm fucking I'm amped. amped. This is a statement. Angry this Connor is, coming out. The Oilers wanted us to have plus odds in the series. We got it. I've bet it aggressively. Fuck yeah. And I expect Angry Connor to be out. I expect the physicality. Now the Oilers have, have played a playoff game. So now they've got a chance to digest, reassess, and know who they need to be on Friday to win the hockey game. And the I believe they will. Doing good. Yep. Playing guilt. They have been a good team at coming back from bad games all season. Uh, They haven't lost back-to-back games since March 13th and 15th, I believe, is when it last happened. So it's been a while. Yep, It has been a while, and I I have confidence in them bouncing back. Uh, This has been the Real Life Podcast content watch for the next 24 hours around the nation. Tomorrow morning, I will have a new edition of my new uh, video show, One One and One, which is one minute long. It's on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're also going to have a pregame pregame show with Josh and Jay and maybe Cowboy Chris. Oh, I hope so. Bag Milk will have all the written content going up at the website. And you'll <laughs> also be hosting an episode of Oilers Nation Radio tomorrow, which will be exciting as well. And I'll have my pregame podcast. You can spend the entire day ignoring company time and just listening to Oilers Nation content. 
there's not enough content we can create during the playoffs. I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. We're all electric. We're excited. So we like to create during all this. So let's fucking go. Lots of stuff up today too. If you're listening to this mm-hmm. on Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. tons of stuff up already. All right, there we go. Thanks for tuning in to episode 233 of The Real Life, brought to you by HGA Group. I'm Tyler Uremchuk for Chalmers, Wanye, Scott Hastings from Ontrack, Bag Milk, and Jay. You enjoy game two. You enjoy your long weekend as well. We'll talk to you again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of The Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.